Welcome to Deleted Saves. On this episode, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, for the arcade. Well, it's time to talk about a licensed arcade brawler connected to one of the biggest cartoon franchises of all time. And in my usual fashion for the show, I'm going to talk about the sequel, which is probably more popular than the original. Today I'm discussing 1991's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. In very brief historic terms, TMNT was based on a comic book by creators Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. After the pair tried several other projects that did not get very far into production, and then drunkenly came up with the idea for the comic as a sci-fi parody of samurai and kung fu flicks of the 1970s. While the comic did moderately well as an Animal Heroes comics in its initial run, with all the blood and gore included, they are ninjas after all, and ninjas were not known for being nice, the pair decided to option the comic for toys and cartoons in the late 1980s, not thinking it would succeed. Well, holy shit, were they ever wrong. Popularity of the franchise exploded, first with a cartoon in 1987, and quickly followed by successful toy lines and several live-action movies, and of course, video games. Even moderate fans of the show and products had their favorite turtle, based, I am sure, on little more than which type of weapon they carried and specialized in, and what color mask they wore, and maybe their individual personality quirks. Mine, of course, was Donatello, with the purple mask and the staff he used, and his inventive streak. But the whole story of the product revolves around the four main heroes, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael, each named after an Italian Renaissance painter or sculptor, an obvious allusion to Eastman's art school days, and my own, where these old fuckers and others were drilled into our heads as the ideals of classical art, and probably names just about anyone who's ever answered a question on Jeopardy can easily recognize. They are guided by their adopted father, a mutant rat named Splinter, who learned his fighting skill by mimicking his human master, an ex-Yakuza assassin. And they are later befriended by a reporter named April O'Neil and a local vigilante calling himself Casey Jones. All of this takes place in the city of New York, as many superhero stories do. And technically, as the creators jokingly stated, TMNT is part of the canon of the Daredevil Marvel comic series, as supposedly the same radioactive canister that both blinded and gave Daredevil his powers also broke open and created the Turtles. As I've said before, that's a joke the creators came up with. So don't, um, actually me, Turtles factoid fans, I don't give a shit. But as so often happens, Turtles in Time takes place about a year after the first game, which arrived to thunderous excitement in the arcades everywhere in 1989. And I can only imagine the headaches it caused arcade owners when the machines were on at full volume, playing the cartoon's theme song over and over again, until it was thronged by hordes of sticky children crying about not being able to play their favorite turtle because someone else was playing it at the moment. However, I'm sure the money they raked in more than made up for it. In that game, the supervillain of the series named Shredder, for the various sharp blades and kitchen cutlery strapped to his body, kidnaps April and Splinter, and the turtles give chase across the city, beating up Skittles-colored coated robotic ninjas called the Foot, as well as a few of the more infamous villains of the show, until Shredder is defeated, and the friends and save the city. 
God, as I write this, the premise is silly. We just ate it up with spoons as kids. I guess that's why. But a little more than a year later, Shredder and the gang are back at it again, which is the premise of Turtles in Time. During a broadcast taking place on Liberty Island, which the Turtles are watching because April is doing her show from there, the outsider alien brain monster that is one of the extra-dimensional foes of the show, named Krang, shows up wearing a titanic exosuit and literally rips the Statue of Liberty monument out of its moorings on the island and disappears with it. And seconds later, Shredder hijacks the airwaves to laugh at the turtles. Now, this is an event that, under real-world circumstances, would have caused social collapse, with the double whammy of sudden and alien invasion by a superior technology and the absconding of a national monument in an act of terrorism that would have scrambled the entire nation's military. Instead, four mutant animals trained in the art of murder race from their home beneath New York City and its sewer system and into the city, smashing waves of AI-controlled robots to seek out the alien home base of the Foot Clan. Oof, this explanation of the plot sounds more ridiculous by the minute, and kids today would never sit for it. Of course, kids today also watch porn and slasher fix for laughs on the internet, so maybe that's not a great comparison. Anyway, halfway through the game, where the turtles storm the Technodrome, the base of operations for our villains, Shredder hits them with some sort of time travel beam, and the turtles are rocketed through time itself for the remainder of the game. They go from the Stone Age to the Age of Piracy to the Wild West to the Far Future fighting foot soldiers along the way who have been seated throughout history and the future to confront the turtles, as well as other villains from the show. I would ask how or why, like what happens if they dropped off foot soldiers during the Napoleonic Crusades or the actual Crusades and the turtles never showed up? Would history change because killer dumbass robots are there and never got destroyed? But we're on cartoon logic here, and cartoon logic doesn't ask questions just does its thing. But by the end of the game, our four heroes in a half shell appear back where they're supposed to be in the time stream and beat both Krang and Shredder, and the Statue of Liberty is returned and New York is saved, with Shredder escaping to menace them another day. Thrilling. This game did amazing numbers, becoming Konami's best-selling arcade cabinet of all, even with other properties both licensed and developed in-house, such as the Simpsons arcade game coming out in the same year. Critics loved the game, and although they thought it very similar to the previous game, which it was, I won't lie, it was a vast improvement in every department. Graphics, sound, control layout, smoothness of play, and overall presentation. It quickly became a certified smash hit. The SNES home port, released a year later, became is and is still ranked one of the best all-time greatest beat-em-ups for that home console, and is extremely faithful to the arcade original. Turtles in Time is not as complex in gameplay as, say, the average Capcom brawler, but it follows a lot of the same formulas. Dedicated attack button, jump button, and when combined, the two buttons allow the player to jump attack, super attack, and the like. The pickups are all pizza-based, following the extremely unhealthy diet of our protagonists usually in the form of health recovery pizza and power pizza, which would send the user into a screen-clearing frenzy. The game has been emulated, re-released, graphically updated, lauded, loved, and played to death by a generation of fans and developers. 
you didn't even need to be a fan of the Turtles themselves just to play this game in the arcade. Or at least I saw a few guys who were too old to be Turtles fans back in 1991 playing the shit out of this game. Guys who I'm sure are successful bankers and lawyers and construction workers and would be in their 50s now. Such was the appeal of this game back then. It was just a good game. A damn fun game. And Konami brought their A-game to develop and pour love and skill into this title, given the juggernaut of the franchise this was. And of course, you didn't want to piss off the money men. I hate to say it, but the arcade brawler really peaked in the early 90s, and Turtles in Time is one of the major reasons why. Smash hit franchise, arcades at the height of their popularity in the public consciousness, Capcom and Konami doing everything they could to one-up each other in an effort to gain the almighty dollar. What a time to be alive. There was really very little that could be done to dethrone the brawler genre except moving laterally to another type of genre. In this case, what I call the versus fighter, which is what happened. And Turtles in Time was the shining jewel of the crown of beat-em-ups sharing truly grand success with very few other franchises, such as Final Fight, as exemplars of the genre. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, is an absolute must-play for aging Turtles fans like myself, arcade beat-em-up fans, the Terrapin Curious, or anyone who wants to be new to the brawler genre, is new to the brawler genre, who may have seen some of the newer successful games and wants to know more. Absolutely try this out on emulation or any Turtles game collection you can, even if it's just to say you've tried it once. And treat yourself to a pizza while you do it, just to set the mood. You'll be glad you did. Till next time, cowabunga, video game dudes. Christ, I'm old. Thank you for listening. Deleted Saves would like to thank Brad, Keith Gasper, and Mass Llama for being patrons of the show. If you would like to become a patron of the show, please go to patreon.com and check out Deleted Saves podcast. All donations go directly towards maintaining the show itself. Thank you.